When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Screw it, I'll say it. Jordan loves the guy. This is the Rich Eisen Show. No lady! What is that? What do you think? He's just going to start regressing now? You think? No. I don't. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Do you think they might be just like throwing stuff at him? Let's, let's just see where your heart is, Jordan. Today's guests, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Packers linebacker Rashawn Gary. Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, actor, author, and former California governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yep, that's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in studio hour number three. That's that's how I'm coming on the air. And then Michael Irvin in studio hour two. Tommy P, Tom Pilicero is first up telling everything going on in the National Football League. Such an exciting Friday show, and we're thrilled that you're here with us on the Roku channel, as well as this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have us. It is so fun to be on Sirius XM and Odyssey, our podcast listeners. We're excited for today. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, we've been uh, cultivating this caper. It's kind of like our Lufthansa highs for quite some time. Liz Weld has been uh, tracking him down uh, for years, and uh, he's got a new book out. And he's going to be coming here to talk about his new book. I'm holding a copy. Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. Arnold Schwarzenegger, we will have maybe the most uh, in-depth celebrity true or false segment in the history of our program with Arnold later on. It's going to be great. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the show. I'm going to switch things up a little bit and start with you over there, TJ Jefferson. Good to see you, sir. I mean... The Playmaker and the Terminator yes. in the same show. It's for you. I've got my Terminator 2 movie poster. I need an autograph. I'm okay. just saying. It's going to be a great day. And you've got I, your 88 Club I shirt on. I've got 88 Club on for the Playmaker. Drew and, and Michael and Dez and CD and, and whoever comes and next. And whoever's next. That's right. All right. You got that one ready. The Bill Walsh of audio's on it. I'm on it. How are you, Mike Del Tufo? Good to I'm see you. I'm well, Rich. And last... <laughs> And certainly, <laughs> definitely not least anymore, man of the hour. Let me grab this. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause and congratulations to the resident uh, New England sports irritant and big time fan himself. Congratulations to Chris Brockman's <laughs> New England Patriots winning that game last night. <laughs> Told you, Chris, they weren't tanking. Tanking doesn't exist, guy. Told you. Rich. Yes, Christopher. Guys. Yeah. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> this is worse than the time when I was 11 and I made an error in the Little League playoffs to cost us oh, our team the win. Man. This is worse than Aaron Boone and the helmet catch combined. Come on. This is the worst day of my life. Is this worse? Did you see this memo? It meant nothing. <laughs> nothing. Get rid of it, dog. I hate it. It's stupid. It meant nothing. Nobody read it. Did you see the memo about this? 
I'm so angry. Worse than when you had to eat the peanut butter sandwich at Del Tufo. Worse than when I had to eat Del Tufo's hat. Did you get that memo? No. Nobody got it. Nobody. You know. Zappy didn't get it. He didn't. Ezekiel Elliott didn't get it. He did not get it. It was Hunter Henry's friggin' birthday yesterday. Hey, happy birthday to him. He did not get the memo. You should have given it to him for his birthday. You know how I know that they didn't want to win? (laughs) Did you see the clip at the end? Bill walking off and he gives his other son, not the psycho Steve, but the other son. Psycho on the staff. Steve. Psycho Steve. By the way, who's been terrific with this uh, defense. Lately, yeah. yeah. He gave his son a high five. Bill looked pissed. He knew what happened. He knew they blew it. Come they on. blew it. He fist bumped one of his players. He did. Bill. Yeah. I missed that. How about this? How about this? By the way, well done. An epic rant for Chris. This Crocker. is the worst day of my life. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because Bailey Zappi could be your guy. Come on, get Zappi. Dude, he... He stinks! Didn't get the memo. Are we sure Bailey Zappi's not Matt stinks, Jones? Stinks. Did you know that this is how Bailey Zappi did not get the memo to tank so he can get Caleb Williams in New England? Bailey Zappi came out last night, and he became the first New England Patriot to throw three touchdowns in a game before halftime. Since Tom Brady in 2018, what? he came out barely <laughs> zappy. Came out like guy. like Tom Brady. Like you Tom know Brady? what? His number four times three, the number of touchdowns he That's threw 12. in the first half. Do you know what that equals? That's eight. He 12. was BZ12 <laughs> last night. Bailey Zappy. And by the way, remember I told you how Frank Gore scored that touchdown for the Jets to. To, to win a game for he their did. first time in that 2020 season in Los Angeles. And, he did bring that and, up. And, and how, you know, hey, Jets fans don't think about that win very much. All we're doing is just looking at Trevor Lawrence having some superhuman strength where he can come back from a high ankle sprain in five days, which it looks like potentially he's going to be able to do. Maybe Zeke is your uh, Frank Gore. In all seriousness, though, I told you the Patriots were not going wow. to tank Thank God the Steelers stink. And they did Jesus. not tank last night. They don't. They want to win. They want to win out, pal. So for what? Get, get ready to get, get the fifteenth pick in the draft. Get ready. Congratulations. Get ready. get ready. Drake May might be your guy. By the way, not too bad. By the way, I Marvin be, Harrison. I would, I would be into either of them. But guess guys. what? I don't believe. Put up the put up the draft they're standings win, right now. They're going to win another game this year. Yeah, I think they will. Watch, they're going to beat the Jets to get, like, the fifth pick. Why wouldn't they? And not get anybody. I mean, the New England Patriots, so you know. take a tackle nobody's heard of? I, I mean, their next game was the flexed-out game against Kansas City, and then they're at Denver. I'm calling that game on Christmas Eve. They play the Jets. They're at Buffalo. Um, right there. I mean, you're two still. So, look at the bright I'm, side. I'm a week away from us beating the Chiefs, and then I'm going to come on the show and be like, we're making the playoffs. I know, I know. <laughs> Well, that's why you you cannot. That's why the root of uh, of fanatic is fan. You know, that's stupid. The so, dumbest win of the year, dude. I'm telling you. And by the way, the defense without all these players, they've been awesome. They've been terrific. Terrific. The offense, nope, no bueno. Oh, and, and Belichick has not forgotten memo. how to coach, pal. Well, he should be the coach next year, just not the GM. I got it. And Bailey Zappi was throwing it, and and this is what he had to say. By the way, how could you deny this? This sweet individual, this sweet-looking guy. Yeah. Come on now. Here you go. Um, you know, it comes from those guys. You know, they helped me out a lot. Uh, they 
you know, they deserve, we deserve today. So to be able to have this moment and have it with these guys, to be able to go out there and have a game that we had, you know, is awesome. I'm telling you, man, he's getting their brains beaten in there in New England. He's emotional. Come on, Chris. Look at the bright side. No, okay. absolutely not. All right. <laughs> so let me take you off the griddle. Thank you. And you put, were, I'm going to put myself in the griddle. You were getting it last hey, night, listen, bro. <laughs> listen, listen. As you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Thomas. <laughs> and I've been talking about him on this show for years. Going to the Hall of Fame. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. And Steeler fans who, um, who are, um, I guess, the only appropriate way to put it, chafing at the lack of championship caliber teams and you know in the same way that you Chris saw the Polaroid fading of Caleb Williams in a Patriot uniform going back to the future the memories of the championship runs and being in championship games on championship Sunday and having Super Bowl possible teams in front of them and way back when it was called Hinesfield. Those memories are fading. And when I come on the air and I say, hey, Steeler fans, you are out of your freaking minds if you want Mike Tomlin out as head coach and that he would get a job in two seconds flat. And I say such a thing after the Steelers lose a home game to the two-win Cardinals. And I sit here and I cape. And I cape hard for Tomlin. And then within 48 hours, he loses another home game to a two-win team to become the head coach of the first ever team to be above 500 and lose back-to-back games to teams that are eight games under 500 or worse. Um, not exactly back in my play. And, hey, Steeler fans, <laughs> your thumbs were working hard last night. Oh, All right, <laughs> your mentions, dog. Because my Twitter feed was, what's the word for it? Fugly. <laughs> the kids might call it. Poop Look up on the screen right there. Uh... Chris Mueller, I guess. Uh, some of Tomlin's best work, A, at Rich Eisen. Uh, Sloss Boss 12 called me a clown. Sloss Boss. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Uh, a girl has no name. I like that. We, look, we're Game of Thrones fans, I guess. Uh, but the Ian name is a three. Will you be presenting the Coach of the Year award to Mike Tomlin at the 50-yard line following the game? That was a good one. Stay by your phone, man. I may need you. Here you go. <laughs> Fansville 412. Fansville. Tell us again how great Mike Tomlin is. Please, we need to hear it. And then the letters G-F-Y. Full Elon Musk on me right there. Full Elon. And let's see how Earth responds to that. Okay. <laughs> wait, we're not done. We're not oh, done. But wait, No, I took more. a screen grab oh, of yeah, just these three in a row. There's so many. Strung together. So I mean, many. it was nonstop. Some of these aren't safe for work. Tim either. Benz, just remember, Pittsburgh, none of this is Mike Tomlin's fault. Just ask Rich Eisen and Mike Greenberg, and we're all idiots if we ever criticize him. Wow. So Greeny was now lumped in. Okay. I don't know. Has he been caping for Tomlin, I too? So. I guess that's I the guess Jet so, fan yeah. in us. We're, what is your response now you seeing it 
yet national talking head idiots. <laughs> and Brian Morin called Greeny and I Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Oh, now, man. here's the fascinating I know, thing. I don't mean to laugh. This being X or Twitter, uh-huh. what do you think all seven of those individuals have in common? Oh, I could guess. Pages were private? Oh, great. No, I'm going to say, oh, man. It's Twitter Did they or X. Did, did they have the blue check mark that they paid for? No, 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 no. Okay. Here it is. When I clicked on every single oh. one of their... Pages. I saw the words. Follows you. Follows you. (laughs) So thank you. They all follow, which means they're seeing what I'm saying, which is, as you know, in a position like this, the most important thing. Better than being right. Look, I totally understand that this looks brutal. And I could sit here and make excuses that Trubisky is uh, not the guy who's going to lead you back from an 18-point deficit. The fact that you were in an 18-point deficit, Trubisky did have something to do with that. Um, And the thing that is troubling the most, and I'm going to see Mike Tomlin in five days. I'm going to see him in five days um, in, uh, in Indianapolis. Because I'm, you know, by the way, Steeler fans, you love me so much. Guess whose voice you're going to hear on Saturday. <laughs> this is amazing. That'll be like, me. You would have thought we played this, but we didn't. That'll be me. I'll be calling your next game. Hey, Sloss Boss. I'll clear, let me clear my throat. <laughs> so I'm coming your way into your ear gate. Oh, Kurt man. Warner and I, we're going to be sitting with him. And um, and uh, I, I, I will proffer to say this, man. Like, you know, the thing that I'm concerned about the most, and I, I will ask him. Deontay Johnson just letting the ball roll around and not get on it a couple weeks ago. And George Pickens looking completely disinterested. Part of it may be that the routes that they're having him run aren't like, you know, too damn deep either. He's running hitch routes at the line of scrimmage. Why? And the play calling last night on third and two, just before the two-minute warning, that's where you run the football. You got a free timeout on the back end if you don't make it. And then the fourth and two play with the game on the line – did, did they not know the down? Is it possible that the down, they didn't know they thought it was third and two there? Because why in the world is he throwing a 50-50 jump ball with the game on the line? Chuck and Duck looking for a P.I. flag. What was that about? And by the way, know. that was not P.I. No, I that don't was, think That so, was yeah. great coverage and a yeah. good non-call. Well, with these refs nowadays, so, you never know. And that's I totally true. get it. Like that rests, and I'm sure Tomlin would be a guy like, that's on me. Ultimately, the buck stops here. And so you're seeing some of these things that you don't ascribe to a guy who would have his his team completely buttoned up. And I totally get Steeler fans have not seen a 10-win season since that 11-0 start when they went 1-5 to finish in 2018, and yeah. that's not what you want. So I understand your frustration. And I understand that, you know, you've heard this from Tomlin before. This is what Mike Tomlin had to say after this mind-boggling and crushing loss on Thursday night to the two-win Patriots. Mike, with back-to-back losses against these teams, where do you guys go from here? What What is the direction? We get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, it's what we all, always do. Um, obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. Mike, at any point did you consider putting Mason in the game? I didn't. See the confidence that you guys can be back after two losses. Because this is what we do. 
This is who we are. Now, the, this is who we are, and this is what we do. I mean, Steeler fans have heard this before, and they would push back saying that's not who we are. And I'm, Tomlin's not saying that we, we're a team that struggles against two-win teams at home and have blown a 6-3 and three start, and now a 7-4 and four record is 7-6 and six with back-to-back losses at home to two-win teams in a span of five days. That's not what he's saying. What we are is we're just going to block out the noise and put our noses to the grindstone and try and win a game in Indianapolis on a Saturday against a team that is playing better mm-hmm. and is now ahead of them in the standings. Tomlin Steelers are now eighth in the seating at seven and six with some two tough road games to finish up. And Cincinnati, you know, hey, that team, if Browning shows up, they – they're going to have trouble putting up points there. So I totally understand. So I, let me just say this to the Steelers fans that are ready to jump down my throat and did, by the way, all night long at Rich Eisen. It's a Berg thing. Thank you for following. You know. um, is, you know, when I say that you're out of your friggin' minds, um, you, you, I, I totally would understand why you would have Tomlin fatigue. And I'm wondering if Tomlin has fatigue with Western Pennsylvania too. I'm going to bet when I see him in a few days, he's the same guy. He's the guy that says they block out the noise. Yeah. And, and, that, and that you you want to see different results. I totally understand that. I totally get it. But if you fire him, go ahead. Make David Tepper's day. Are you serious? If he's, again, I'm, this may, and they may say, Rich, I understand what you're saying, but let's, let's get something new in here because this ain't it anymore. Do you think David Tepper, who bought this, the Panthers after giving up his minority stake in the Steelers, wouldn't be that would be the guy he would generationally enrich on the spot on the spot would Tomlin want that gig I don't know is this sort of stuff going through his head right now I doubt it so I guess let me down my great let me downgrade my you're out of your friggin minds <laughs> but he's been out of Steelers have been out of a sticky situation like this before let's see what happens over the next final four games but I hear you, Steeler fans. I hear you. And unfortunately for those that that uh, uh, don't like what I have said. <laughs> they get some more of you. Yes, you'll be hearing from me <laughs> on NFL Network. Here's the deal. I, you, your wordplay is always great. So I can't wait you, sir. to see what you're going to say during this game. Well, no, I, no, no, <laughs> to, no, no. To no. reference it. Because at some point, I, you know you're going to have to. But it's not It's not about me when I call these games to be straight true, up with you. It's true. about the game and about servicing the fan about what I'm seeing and how I'm calling it. And I want you to hang with me for three plus hours. And I love Steeler fans. You know, I love Gardell. I love yeah. Manganello. Yeah, I love every sure. Steeler fan that I know. I love that city. I love the team. I love the organization. I love their coach. I don't love their results right now. Yeah, I got to be straight up about it. Yeah, and I totally understand why they're frustrated and angry, and want to change. And and uh, you know, I didn't say that three days ago. <laughs> I hear you. Well, you have and more I see information you. today than you had. But I didn't mute ago. him, and I didn't block a single soul. <laughs> oh, good for you. I didn't. Good for you. Because I'm not going to tell Sloss Boss. I don't. <laughs> I don't care for you, sir. <laughs> Who's the one who told me GFY? The Fansville guy. Fansville, yeah. Fansville. <laughs> GFY. Somebody t- I typed that and in. And like spaced it out so yeah. it went down. Went, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Went down. But look, it was actually nice enough to not actually put the actual word in there. So that Well, means I'm sure something. some people did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was reading them too. I'm, I'm sorry. It's Sloss underscore boss 12. Oh. My bad. Can't leave that out. Make sure. Give him a shout out. Give him a follow. He thinks I'm a clown. Like Tomlin.
<laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, Tom Pelissero is going to join us next, and I'll give the Steeler fans what they want. I'll ask him straight up. What, do you, what, what might the Steelers ownership group be thinking about Tomlin and what's going on in the field? Get on the horn, guys. I will also uh, ask him um, coming up next about what is going on in western New York with the Buffalo Bills head coach and, uh, and also what happened with the Jets. Michael Irvin, hour two in studio. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, hour three in studio. Come on. 844-204-RICH. What's more likely also? Tommy P. When we come back right here. Tom Pelissero. Also, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence as well? Like I'm a clown, I you. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> uh, you know, it's Thursday night, poker night, you know, for me. Yep. And and as, so, as soon as the, the game was going in the wrong direction, you know, um, which was right away, uh, I, I didn't arrive it, until... Right the, away. I, I, I didn't really, because, you know, I was with Tay and the kids at home. Susan's doing a whole bunch of stuff for the we, we we divided and conquered so it was a little late to the table Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And so uh I missed the first half of the game seeing it. I was listening to it. Iron Eagle, Ryan Leaf, by the way, on Westwood One. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Um so second half is when I sit down, I look at my phone and it's just like, oh God. It was like twenty one to ten and it was bad. I mean, my phone was just like blowing up from Steeler fans. And then when things got worse at the end, it was on like Donkey Kong. Oh yeah. And so a couple times, like it was on me, and it was delayed, you know. And a couple other guys were on their phones too. They put a, a rule in place that it was, it was a fine if you were caught on your phone and you were not playing in a timely <laughs> oh, manner. Your turn. And yeah. I was the worst at it. Yeah. I was the worst at it, so I had to focus. <laughs> but a couple of times, I'm like, guys, I'm collecting Steeler fans' tweets, <laughs> yeah. pooping on me, yeah. okay? And I got to send it to my guys at home. Yeah. All right, yeah. so I'm working here. Yeah, I did a little halftime. Wellness I saw video. that. Hey, I was just like, I Look gotta, at you taking videos I at gotta home. I got to give the people what they want. 
A lot of people, it was very nice. Everyone was checking on the welfare of my TV. Because you had mentioned. Because I had mentioned that I was going to well, smash it. You, with your Roku remote? With my, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, with anything heavy nearby. <laughs> Brick. Did your TV survive the evening? Survive the night. Hey, Look, so you're involved. I had to think about my family and how they would react if they came right, home to a smash TV. <laughs> I didn't want to explain that. So. Plus, you, you know, you your son is becoming Patrol. impressionable, sir. That's right. He's coming to be four. You got to grow up. That's right. Well done. <laughs> We're back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call. ClickRanger.com or just spot, stop by Tom Pelissero and his usual Friday spot is here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Tom? Doing fantastic, Rich. Uh, how are you doing over there? Well, my uh, Twitter timeline's a dumpster fire from Pittsburgh Steeler fans because I did my usual caping for Mike Tomlin this week saying that if you want him out, you're absolutely out of your minds. And then they went ahead and lost two consecutive games, first team ever uh, to lose back-to-back -back games, according to the Prime Video broadcast of uh at home uh to uh two uh teams under 500 by eight games and they have above 500 record that's never happened so i guess uh, let me give the the steeler fans a piece of red meat they want well I is there anything possibly happening in pittsburgh in regards to the head coach tom you have a historically patient ownership group in Pittsburgh, Rich. There's not a whole lot that in their entire history has really disrupted their course of action. We've also seen Mike Tomlin uh, pull out of tailspins in the past. This one's unique because, as you mentioned, you know there has not been a lot of examples of losing to two teams like this, particularly at this stage in the season. I think you also have to remember they lost their starting quarterback in that game last week, and then this week they had a backup quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, and they very much looked like uh, a team that you know had lost whatever they seemed to gain that first game after making a coordinator change in terms of the rhythm and timing and tempo. Uh, it was gone again. You have other things. I mean, George Pickens not necessarily firing off the line at all times. Obviously, we saw that with Deontay Johnson a couple of weeks ago, too. There's a lot of little breadcrumbs of there's something that is amiss to a certain degree. But historically, these have been things that the Steelers have worked out in the offseason. Mike Tomlin's got a tremendous amount of power within the organization in terms of running the entire uh, football operation. He has not been one himself to make rash uh, types of decisions and changes, but certainly I think in the near term here, Rich, you have to scrutinize, you know, do you play Mason Rudolph? Do you try to make some type of a sea change uh, at the most important position? Kenny Pickett, I know, is hopeful that he's going to miss even less time than has been reported, maybe only one more game after this. So maybe you at least get your quarterback back. But at the same time, you look at the AFC playoff picture. It's so condensed right now. And these past two weeks have really cost you your ability to surf some, through something like not having your quarterback for a couple of games. Well, I said at the top of the show, Tom, discussing it just moments ago, um, if the Steelers do that or the fans get what they want on that or those fans who want that get what they want, it's like go ahead, make David Tepper's day. I mean, literally, would that be that, – that would be an offer in Tomlin's inbox, I would think, in about – 60 seconds, right? I mean, but but I, th this does just still appear to be fanciful uh, in my mind when it comes to I, Pittsburgh and, and no Tom. No question. You know? I mean, put it, put it this way, Rich. I, I would be shocked if the Steelers fired Mike Tomlin. I would certainly be very surprised if they would even consider a trade of Mike Tomlin. And I'm not sure 
that there's another job out there that Mike Tomlin would look at, you know, absent the the money factor, which he's, he's very well paid at this point in Pittsburgh. But other than that, where else are you going to go and really be able to run things and not have somebody breathing down your neck at all times and know that Art Rooney and the Rooney family has been very patient through the course of time. He's got a really good job in Pittsburgh. Having said that, there's, there's not a lot of coaches who go 17 years in one place. And last night you happen to be looking at, the two survivors in Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick, who both have had a tremendous amount of success. Belichick has, has won a bunch of Super Bowls. Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. They're both always there. Tomlin's had a, never had a losing season. We know all the statistics here, but you also have a level of patience in Pittsburgh that doesn't necessarily exist someplace else. My belief, Rich, would be that the only way Mike Tomlin is not coaching the Steelers in 2024 is if he were to broach that discussion first. And even then, I'm not sure that that's really something that, that the Steelers would, would want to entertain. And then, you know, <laughs> in losing to both Arizona and New England, two at the time, two win teams, now having three wins in just a span of five days in Pittsburgh, it does appear the Steelers have sealed the first overall pick in the draft for the Chicago Bears through Carolina. Unless there it is was, something it, monstrous <laughs> happening in the next right. five weeks, Tom, you know, I mean, that that I believe we can say with closer certainty than anything else, you know, uh, listen, the Panthers offense looked better last week. They looked like the quarterback looked like he had calmed down a little bit in the first game since they made a coaching change. But the idea that they're going to rattle off several wins here is probably asking a lot from a team that you know, currently has uh, one in the win column. Uh, so, yes, then that leads you to a lot of interesting discussions here in terms of what the Chicago Bears would want to do. Um, remember, they've also, they currently, I believe, would own the number six pick as well. So you're talking about multiple top selections to remake your entire organization. Do you look at that as a chance to go out and, um, you know, depending on who's making the decisions at that point to go out and put your stamp on your own quarterback. Do you potentially, depending on what happens with Justin Fields, these next handful of games, could you convince yourself that maybe you don't need to take a quarterback up the top, up at the top. And instead you go another year with fields and maybe you draft one later or you conserve those resources and then use those other two top picks on other guys who can immediately help your team. And the bears have played better rich on defense in particular, over the past month, Montez Sweat has really made an impact. And if you're Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, you're saying, okay, listen, look, we, we need to upgrade the rush. Look at the impact it's making. We need a little bit more time to get this thing right. There's interesting conversations that are going to happen there on a lot of different levels between George McCaskey and Kevin Warren and obviously Poles and Eberflus. And then it all is going to come down to the decisions they're going to have to make into February and March and April. But what their plan is at the quarterback position and then in turn what some of those quarterbacks who potentially could be drafted up there uh, decide to do and where they do and maybe don't want to go. Tom Pelissaro here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about uh, what's happening in Western New York. Uh, Ty Dunn, who um, is a, uh, a longtime reporter uh, covering the Bills um, on his uh, site, Go Long, a three-part series uh, on Sean McDermott and what's going on with the Buffalo Bills behind the scenes uh, quite a lot of tea being spilled in, in those three parts, including a story that McDermott, once upon a time, used the 9-11 attacks as a uh, an allegory for his team to, um, well, I guess, follow the teamwork aspect of what the attackers on 9-11, uh, I guess, 
we're showing how good teamwork can 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 lead to a, a goal. It it was mind blowing to read this, and he apologized for it in a press conference yesterday. Is this an old story? Like what is going on up there, and how does it play into the final five weeks in your estimation for the Bills? Well, we heard Sean McDermott address it yesterday after Ty Dunn's story came out. It's something that he said four years ago. He said that he realized that it did not land and immediately apologized to the team for it. But if you zoom out here, Rich, there's a lot happening here in Buffalo. Just over the past month, they lose a nationally televised game because they got a 12th man on the field goal unit and Denver gets an extra kick. The next day, they fire the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. They install Joe Brady. They get the seemingly inevitable one-game bump. They play better the following week, but then go into their bye at 6-6. Six and six. Then during the bye, you have your high-paid pass rusher, Von Miller, arrested on a domestic violence uh, allegation. He is currently back with the team, not on the exempt list because there have been no formal charges filed. We still don't have clarity on whether he's playing. Then you have your head coach at the podium days later, and I would fairly say, Rich, you never want to have a lower third graphic on TV like the ones I was seeing this morning with your name and 9-11 in it. That's probably a place you don't want to go, particularly when you're one of the highest paid people and the head coach of the only football team that is in New York State. Uh, and this is all against the backdrop of you need a win this week against the Chiefs, one of your rivals, and a game that I think everybody had circled as this is an AFC playoff, AFC championship potential preview. And yet both these teams right now are in desperate straits. If the Bills lose this game, now all of a sudden you're talking about they probably have to run the table just to get into the playoffs as a wild card. So there's a lot of different tentacles to this. Uh, there is certainly going to be scrutiny on Sean McDermott. He signed for, I believe, four more years. The Bills do owe him uh, a lot of money. Uh, absent extenuating circumstances, I would not think that this was really within the realm of likelihood, let's put it that way, of them making a head coaching change in the offseason. But you know, the, the example that I always go back to, Rich, and there's nothing that's close to a comparison of the exact circumstances here, but a few years ago, a couple of years ago, Joe Judge at the end of the season, the Giants were not going to make a change. There were stories that came out saying Joe Judge is safe. He'll be back for another season. And then Joe Judge did and said enough things over the final weeks of the season that it got to a point where there was just no way that you could sell publicly that this guy should still be the head coach. I'm not saying Sean McDermott is getting even close to that, but you always have to look at these situations and just see, is somebody going to judge Joe Judge themselves down the stretch? And you do start to have enough pieces in place in Buffalo that you at least have to ask the question of, are they going to come out, play well, get a big win this week? If they don't, then all these other things that maybe were bubbling below the surface start to come to the forefront even more. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, NFL Media Group. A few minutes left with him here on this Friday. What did happen with Zach Wilson and the Jets and the quarterback spot and everything over the last five days? He is starting uh, on Sunday against the Houston Texans, who bring in their Second overall selected quarterback, who is doing very well. So, and it's Robert Sala's, um, I guess, protege in a way, D'Amico Ryan's coming in as a head coach. So there's a lot of storylines to pull on for this one. But what happened with Zach, Tom? Here's what I would tell you that did and did not happen. Okay, Rich. I would say the things that did happen, from my understanding, I think like anyone, Zach Wilson, who's been benched multiple times, 
in New York, wasn't even supposed to be playing the season, takes over a team trying to learn an offense that's new on the fly, actually played pretty well. I mean, you remember that, Rich, like out of the gate, you're kind of sitting there after those first few games going, okay, he's not, it's not off the charts, not Pro Bowl level, but like you can get by with this with a really good defense. Then all of a sudden you hit a rut, he gets benched, he gets pulled out. I think it's only natural for a quarterback or any player, any person to have certain feelings about, you know, the way that things are playing out and maybe blow off steam and vent to various people. But at the time that the the report came out that Zach Wilson was reluctant to go back into the lineup, it was a Monday. Robert Sala and Zach Wilson had not even had a conversation about the possibility at that point. And within an hour or so after that, Zach Wilson went into Robert Sala and said, listen, this is BS. I want the ball. I want to be out there if you'll let me. And Robert Sala still had to sit back and think about it for a couple of days. But when your options are Trevor Simeon, who we, we know what Trevor Simeon is, he's a veteran player, he's a really smart guy. You know, but if they thought he was giving you the best chance to win, he would have been playing by now. He certainly would have been playing over Tim Boyle. He signed Brett Rippon like five minutes ago. Or you've got Zach Wilson, who maybe Rich, you know, maybe this is the thing. And I think we've kind of been waiting for this. Of if Zach Wilson gets a little bit ticked off about everything and just gets back to playing with the completely free manner in which he was playing at BYU back in 2020 and just slinging it around and taking chances. And he was a guy who, when he was drafted, everybody knew what he wanted to call confidence or cockiness, whatever. He was right on that line. And when things don't go your way and when you become a back page punchline and when you get benched and all these other things happen, I think it's, it, it's human nature that you lose a little bit of that. So if I'm the Jets coaches, and I'm not in that room, but if I'm the Jets coaches, I'm absolutely challenging Zach Wilson on every front here. It's not, you know, early on it was, okay, just play to the defense. Just don't make the big mistake. Now it's, dude, we're <laughs> we're basically done here. We got, we got no chance if you don't come out and make some plays. So just go out there, play like you, and maybe it ends up, Ends up being a great story. We'll find out this week. It's not going to be easy. They got a lot of problems going beyond the quarterback, including using 13, 14, 15 offensive linemen, whatever we're up to right now. But, you know, if Zach Wilson can come out and just make a couple of plays, that'd be a couple more plays than the Jets offense has been able to make in recent weeks. Last one for you, our colleague at NFL Network, uh, David Carr. Um, you know, certainly <laughs> got David. out there. He was had a good time this week. He yeah. was definitely our most aggregated colleague of the week. I don't know if there's such an award, but uh, when he uh, suggested Marcus Mariota should play while Jalen Hurts gets better, um, and that at Hurts um, isn't seeing the field very well and is definitely not a hundred percent, is Jalen Hurts hurt? What can you tell me going into this huge Sunday night Week 14 game in Dallas? Jalen Hurts is not on the injury report right now. He had a knee injury earlier in the season. It's been described to me as a bone bruise. Um, those are injuries that just the only way they really get better is with rest. And Jalen Hurts is not rested a whole lot. So, you know, on some level, is he managing that a little bit? Again, I, I'm not familiar with his body. I'm not in the training room. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, you're going to do something just to try to keep the knee in good shape. If you were getting treatment on a regular basis, that's something that have to disclose on the injury report. They've said that that is not the case. And so, you know, to a certain degree, you you kind of have no choice but to take those things at face value. But in terms of, you know, Jalen Hurts, the way that he's playing and the the style of football that they have to play with him, I have not seen that. I have not heard that. Everything that I've been told is that he's okay. He did come out of the game last week, but that was for a concussion check. 
and he came right back into the game. I, I don't believe that there's there's certainly not anything that is a significant detriment to how the Eagles are game planning right now with Jalen Hurts. They're still running tush push with them, which you'd think if this were some debilitating type of an injury, that's one thing that you would you would take off his plate. Um, you know, they got a big game this week. There's no doubt about it. I, I would argue that there's more on the line in this game for the Cowboys than the Eagles just because if the Cowboys lose this game on Sunday night, we're waking up your show, my show, every show out there is going to be talking about the Cowboys, you know, losing another game to a winning team. And is this another sign that they can only beat the you know the bad team that you have? You know, those conversations are, are absolutely inevitable for the Eagles. It's a big game because you can cement, okay, whatever was going on with us, we're finding ways to get the job done. We're in control of the NFC East. Now we're playing for the number one seed. The Eagles have had some bounces go this way that they're, this year. There's no doubt about it. But as you're getting deeper into the season here, this is a team that's absolutely in position. All their goals are out there in front of them. And you know, Jalen Hurts, whatever he is or is not dealing with, is not the, the thing that's holding them back. And Trevor Lawrence, game time decision. I just heard in my ear from Doug Peterson. Which is amazing. It's amazing. If this were a different quarterback, there's no way Doug Peterson, or excuse me, that, uh, well, Doug's probably not playing quarterback this week, but Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be playing. Uh, But he's got, you know, people always laugh when, like, in pre draft scouting reports, Rich will have stuff like, you know, he's got loose ligaments and things like that. Watch the two hits that Trevor Lawrence has taken the past two years where he's gotten bent and his foot's going one way and his legs going the other way. You tell me that guy's ligaments aren't a little different than yours and mine. My foot is off and it's still on the turf right now. If I get bent like that, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's got a high pain tolerance. He's walking around without a boot, without crutches. If anybody is going to get themselves onto the field this Mm. week, it's Trevor Lawrence. But the Jaguars also, even though, I know their AFC South leads down to one game, but you also have to make decisions. You're still in a good spot to get into the playoffs. You got to be, you got to be careful with it. But we've seen other quarterbacks, uh, you know, play with high ankle sprains in the past. It's not impossible. Tom, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy seeing you on the Insiders, and uh, we'll chat again Sunday. You be well. Sounds good, Rich. Thanks. And of course, being a Jet fan, hearing how Trevor Lawrence is maybe superhuman and 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 maybe being back for his nine-win team in his third year as quarterback, I'm just remembering that Frank Gore touchdown for the Jets against the Rams. That's a big one, man. I'll never forget that. You know, I'll, what a what a what a what a big day that was. And Chris, that's what just you should remember last night. You know, those three touchdown passes. You know. I remember. Let's take a break and focus on the Sunday night game a little bit before Irv walks in here. Obviously, he's going to be all about the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, Michael Irvin, hour two. But when we come back, what is at stake between the Eagles and Cowboys? I'll break that down for you. And your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Mike Del Tufo over there, when Justin Hartley of This Is Us was here on Friday, he planks weights on his back. Okay, there he is. Putting plank after plank. Those are 45 pounds. He waves on more weight. See, come on, let's get some more. <laughs> right? <laughs> Del Tufo sees this and he goes, I could I could do that, is what oh. he said. And he said he would do 145. <laughs> now we took that when you say when he can do 145, how much weight do you think that means? Just off 145. Of right. No. <laughs> One plate that means 45 pounds. Get out of here. How long do you say you can do this? A minute, come on. All right, here we go. Mike, hey, get off your knees. Go to the right spot in your mind now. Go to the right spot in your mind, buddy. Come on, look at him. All we see is the finish line, baby. All we see Coach is him up, Herb. Coach all him up. See. Victory is simple, baby. Ooh. Right uh-oh. now, uh-oh. don't worry uh-oh. about the okay. body, baby. Our mind's controlling our body. Our Preach, body Michael, Preach. our mind. We got this, baby. We got the. We gonna show the world. That's what you're about. What show. do we got? Show the world, baby. Don't worry uh-oh. about it. Just don't only 24 seconds. Don't worry about it. Flat now, Don't worry about it. You got two blocks out. Right. You got two blocks gone. Halfway home. You got two blocks gone. You Halfway got two home. more go. All see, just see that finish line. Look at the glory. Look at your chest touching the tape. Get your chest on that tape. Look at you, baby. 20 you're seconds coming to go. In. You're coming in 20 seconds, baby. You can finish this, man. We can do this. I do that every day, people, at the gym. I can't tell. I do it. I do it. <laughs> One of my favorite that moments in funny. the history of this show <laughs> as well. Back here on our show. Game time tickets. Put it on your phone right now. Put it on any mobile device and then get yourself to an event near you. Concert, movie, I mean, uh, any any concert, any comedy show, anything, sporting events. It's awesome. You can go check out the Game Time Ticket app right now for anything in your area or if you're traveling anywhere this holiday season and want to take someone to a show, a game. Go check it out, and you can see views from all seats in the venue. Lowest price guarantee. There's event cancellation protection, and then all-in prices show you the total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. I love it. Everybody around here has an account. Everybody also uses Game Time tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem the code RICH for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls in a matter of time uh, right here on the program. Michael Irvin's making his way to the set. He's going to sit in the chair next to me, and then in that chair right after him will be... uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. How about them apples? I'll be back. 
only in a rerun. Oh, yeah. Nice. So that's the one. <laughs> nice. I can't wait to tell him. I wonder how many people Dustin. tell him The Running Man is their favorite movie of his. Because that's mine. Running Man's number one. And I Predator. know that, that number one. Number one. I just love it. Maybe I'll put up a poll. I don't know. Maybe that's the game show guy in me with Richard Dawson yeah. as the evil game show host. It's great. Whitman, Price, and Adad won, and then we found out <laughs> they didn't win very much. <laughs> you know? Not one, but two future governors in the film. Jesse the Body Ventura. He became the mind and also the governor of Minnesota. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Uh, three words at the time when I was watching the movie. Three of my favorite words in my uh, entire world. Maria Conchita Alonso. Mm. Hey. No? Okay. If, it's I, put, just if I put up a poll. Based, by the way, also on a uh, Stephen King novella. Absolutely. You know, Your so. favorite Arnold movie. What are our four? Oh. I, 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 you can leave mine out because I know, I know I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely in the minority. But like T2, True no, no, Lies. No, no. I think you got to go the main Terminator, True Lies, Total Recall, and then you got to throw in one of his comedies, Kindergarten Cop or Twins. Kindergarten co- Cop. There's so a many, lot. There's so many. You got to go Predator. Don't Twins? you have to go Predator? Predator 2. Yeah, Terminator. True Lies and, and Total Recall. I think T2, I, mean, T2 I think, is better than the original, right? T2 was on last night. Robert Two Patrick, by the way, four. diehard Michigan Wolverine four fan. Four. By the way, you know, I, last time I saw Robert right, Patrick was Terminator getting two. off the plane in Frankfurt, Germany. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> what? He was on my plane to Frankfurt. He comes up I'm like, Robert? It's that's, wild. That's amazing. All right, put it on uh, uh, on our right, on our X feed, Twitter feed, at Rich Eyes. I don't know if you realize this. Robert Patrick was also on the Monaco trip. Oh, and oh there you go. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing twins or kindergarten we cop? Twins? Whatever you want. I think twins over kindergarten Sounds good. Cop. Okay. Uh, I want to hit this here. What's at stake Sunday night? Eagles and Cowboys. You're going to see it, and I'm sure game day morning will have who needs it more, who wants it more, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Eagles have just lost, and if they want to get this one seed, they got to win this. They have to win it. They got to stay in front of the San Francisco 49ers as long as they possibly can. They got to get that 11th win. They got to do it. If they want to be the one seed and they don't want to leave Philadelphia and they want to prove to everybody that the ups and the downs that they wound up having ups against Kansas City, against Buffalo, and then finally the roof caved in against San Francisco. They want to prove that they are that team. They win this football game and they tell the Cowboys, you are not the winners of the NFC East, and you don't have a one seed. It's us that have the best chance at that and stay in front of the San Francisco 49ers who have mostly winnable games in front of them with the exception of the Ravens coming into San Francisco into Santa Clara to wrap up the Christmas night triple header. And the Eagles have that ability to go into Dallas. Last year, don't forget, Jalen Hurts missed this game. It was Gardner Minshew was thrown all over the Yard. And I remember Michael Irvin and I and the rest of the game day crew, we were watching that game in the basement of Acrisure, getting ready to call Steelers and Raiders on Christmas Eve night. We were watching that game and Irv was, to use a Jerry Jones phrase, nervous as a cat. And he was just couldn't believe that Gardner Minshew was carving up the Cowboys. And obviously we all know, you know, the Cowboys eventually prevailed, but um, it still wasn't enough for them to overtake a, a an Eagles team last year that seemed to be the best in the NFC and then proved it and damn near won the Super Bowl against the the Chiefs. And they need to sort of channel that. As for Dallas, exactly the way I just described for Philadelphia, they need this one. They need this one because if they want to win the division and have a shot at the one seed, they have to have it. They can't fall any further behind San Francisco. 
They can't. Right now, they've got the same record as San Francisco, and that's not good enough for them because San Francisco already beaten them. And if they don't want to go to San Francisco and they don't want to go to Philadelphia again, win this game because in this day and age where home field advantage doesn't seem to be very much anymore, and in this building where the Cowboys never seem to have a home field advantage ever since opening it up in this cavernous Jones Mahal where enough of the fans of the other teams coming in Dallas would be able to get enough tickets in there to make enough noise and there wasn't enough noise from the Dallas Cowboys fans because it was this cavernous spot and that they would have trouble punching down on opponents that they should punch down on and punch out, those days are over. They have won 14 straight football games in this building. They have a serious home field advantage. And if they win this game at home, 15 straight wins, and they have the ability to win this division, they would have the ability to win this division. They would match the number of wins as the Philadelphia Eagles. They have tough games at Buffalo, at Miami, home for Detroit. So there's a very difficult crucible coming up next and a gauntlet coming up next. Get this win in your win column and have the ability to win this division and have this one seed. Because if you lose this game, you have now lost to the Niners and gotten swept by the Eagles. The one seed is gone. And the division is gone. And you will have to be the five seed going into the NFC South champ. We saw that last year. Understand you do that. And then you're going to have to go visit Philadelphia. You're going to have to go visit San Francisco. Again, even if you get through Detroit for an NFC championship game. Man, do they have to have this one. That is what is at stake on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Michael Irvin in studio coming up. So I don't think there's anything more plain language than that. And the issues that the Seattle Seahawks had against Dallas that allowed Dallas to prevail in a game in which their defense was giving up big plays all over the lot that Seattle could not convert on fourth and short. You know who's not going to have problems doing that this weekend? The greatest fourth and short, third and short, second and short, whatever short team in the history of Name the down and short. Because Geno Smith didn't have a push play, and the Eagles are coming. And the fourth down problems that the Cowboys saw their opponent having used to their benefit, that was the difference in the game. Seattle couldn't convert on fourth and short. Dallas scored points. Turnover on downs for one. Points for the other. End of story. Dallas wins. That will not happen. When Philadelphia strolls into town, the, as Nick Sirianni says, the first and nine team when they get the ball to start or get a fresh set of downs. It's first and nine, not first and ten. So that's not happening. And you know what Philadelphia's not going to do? Call a play that allows Micah Parsons a free release (laughs) on a do-or-die moment in this game. That's not happening either. So Dallas needs to be on its P's and Q's, and let's see what the Eagles do when they come to town. Oh, man, I can't wait for it. I'd love it to be starting right now, and I'm sure Michael Irvin feels the same. He's coming up. Arnold Schwarzenegger after him. What's more likely? And your phone calls also next two hours.